There's a pretty nice view from Mountain Bill. I said Kathleen MacArthur to her friend Judith Wright on a bright summer's day. And I don't know about you, but my greatest fears are that someone will take all this beauty away. So let's fight, oh let's fight for it. I say. Wildflowering Adventures, a lunch hour theatre script by Kathleen MacArthur. Kathleen's Wildflowering Adventures. Kathleen MacArthur's devoted work in wildflower painting forms an excellent introduction into the study of wildflowers. Her paintings help to show us where and when to look for our wildflowers. With her wildflowering adventures, she chronicles her finds to paint and identify where wildflowers can be found. And when, Kathleen fought for more wildflower reserves, more parks and sanctuaries where these flowers can be seen as they should be in their own environment. When the mind opens, the flowers bloom. This land is your land. This land is my land. From the Glasshouse Mountains to Fraser Island, from the Black Hole Range to the Golden Beaches, this land was made for you and me. As I go walking towards the horizon, I see the wildflowers in all their splendor all around me, and my spirit is soaring. This land was made for you and me. When the blooms reach up to the sunshine, my heart fills with determination to save these flowers from man's destruction. This fight is fought for you and me. This land is your land. This land is my land. From Calandra beaches. To Nambo Town, from Alula Valley to the mountain lakesides, this land is made for you and me. This land is made for you and me. There have been great changes in our environment, so it is no longer possible to go wildflowering so rewardingly. Douglas Stewart's poem. Nicely symbolises January in southern coastal Queensland. Flowering bloodwoods. There is a wave you cannot see, and it goes foaming over the ridge, from bloodwood tree to bloodwood tree, splashing the mountain tall and huge. The wave, the wave, how fiery sweet, like melted songs of mountain thrushes, like searing dew, like burning creeks. It swirls around me as it rushes. To leave that flowering edge of foam tossed high upon the skyline, where, still glittering when the wave goes home, the creamy blossoms cool the air. On the first day of the year, the first flowers Kathleen saw were on the bloodwood tree outside her bedroom window. The birds have known for days, broadcasting the fact before scent or sight. 
from the sweet-singing brown honey-eater to the raucous, brilliantly-coloured greenie, from the dainty-eater to the scatterer of torn and broken blossom. The birds come for the bloodwood season. I started my wildflower adventure in a 25-yard radius of Midium, my home at King's Beach. It gladdens my heart to discover several wildflowers on this New Year's Day. Kathleen's first discovery is the Vallea, common name, wild pansies. This little pansy grips firmly to the clay and snuggles against the base of the children's swing. It is most lovable because, being small, it is one of the very small children's choices. The next discovery is Madania, with the common name of Lawn Lily. Don't be fooled by its delicate appearance. Great toughness is needed to survive the onslaught of the Victor lawnmower. This little bit of nonsense is brought in here to add gaiety to the season, written by Geoffrey Dutton. A little man sat by a quandong tree, poor little man in a quandary. He said, in my new philosophy, I'm all up a wattle. What's the matter with me? Little man, I said, any fool could see, you're not up a wattle, but up a Karajong tree. Oenethra drummondii, common name beach primrose. This flower will bloom right through summer, where there is loose sand on the beach or in the shifting dunes behind it. I love its vibrant yellow in a setting of soft grey-green leaves. It is in tune with our seascape. The beach primrose is fun to watch. The buds open with movement and pause. Movement and pause. Kathleen's last discovery was Pamelia linifolia. It's commonly known as rice flower. The favourite of all children and the companion of the wanderer in all seasons. As testimony to the love we have for it, the Pamelia has many common names. To many it is rice flower, and to others, queen of the bush, bread and cheese, buttons, and even pin cushions. It's the 2nd of January, and Kathleen is off to the wildflower plains of Karamundi. It seemed bare of blossoms, but flowers were there, hiding from the cruel midsummer sun reflected to twice its strength by the still surface of the lake and by the white sand. I spied, tucked under whatever could give some shade, a pink grevillea, a dianella. Amongst them were some wild carrots. I remember one day little Huey came home with a fistful of white tubers and a face full of joy. You can eat them! I could see a small showing of the smelly baronia, or more vulgarly named kangaroo pea, some wedding bush too, and always everywhere at any time, the constant Pamelia. There behind the dunes, with a wide lonely plain in front, the Blackall range beyond, the sound of the sea lost, no wind and not a soul in sight. Some elusive thought kept Kathleen there, despite the mosquitoes. I waited, and at last I knew I had lived this moment before, when reading this poem from Judith Wright. Sandy Swamp. From the marble-dazzling beaches or the tame hills where cattle pasture, the eye that ranges never reaches the secret depth of that storm cloud. 
the bitter and thorny moor that sets its bar between hills green and seas glitter. Who walks this way then? Only the rebel children who fear nothing, and the silent walker who goes lonely, silence his goal out of the holiday crowd. And these, if they go far, will find the clustering moons and stars of white that jealous night saves for her wanderers. Kathleen often visited her lifelong friend, Judith Wright, on Tambourine Mountain. On one occasion, Kathleen packed herself and the children in the car and takes her wildflowering adventure on the road. This story of my wildflowering adventures brings with it memories of Judith and I when we used to go wildflowering together. Setting off to Tambourine Mountain, eucalypts were the only flowers spotted on their drive until they reached the top of the glorious mountain. My heart was gladdened to see Kunjavoy blooming at every turn. We would have stopped to enjoy their sweet scent had we not been sure of seeing them every day while here and as intimately as we pleased. The pale pink flower of an indigo bush was on the rocky cutting alongside golden everlastings, which for me are always a feature of Tambourine Mountain since I first found them here at the age of five. Some of the flame trees still burn in patches of timber. Judith Wright, who lives on this mountain and knows the flame tree well, has eulogised it so. The flame tree. How to live, I said, as the flame tree lives. To know what the flame tree knows, to be prodigal of my life as that wild tree and where my passion so. That lover's knot of water and earth and sun, that easy answer to the question of baffling reason branches out of my heart this sudden season. I know what I would know. How shall I thank you, who teach me how to wait in quietness for the hour to ask or give, to take and in taking bestow, in bestowing live, in the loss of myself to find. This is a flame tree, Look how gloriously that careless blossomer scatters, and more and more. What the earth takes of her, it will restore. These are the thanks of lovers who share one mind. Everywhere we walk on the mountain, the same flowers are underfoot. Mauve and white violets, blue lobelia, white and blue wandering dew, the small wild geranium we call cranesbill and cockspur. The shade-loving love flower, and in the longer grass, the golden everlastings. We spy a very thorny little bush with a pale pink flower known as orange thorn. We also noted some pale pink and crimson nestling in the grass by a rotting log. It seemed like a find, but it was a fungus, not a flower. Douglas Stewart has described it with all the colour and sensation it inspires. The fungus. Leave it alone, don't touch it. Oh, but don't touch it. That crimson is nature's warning. Those flecks that blotch it reek with their leathery stench of corruption and poison. And say it is only a fungus, speckled and crimson, with gaping throat and tentacles wavering out under a log in the sun. But then how it loves to hide in the dark, where the grass is thick and sour. Leave it alone, for white like the egg of a snake, in its shell beside it and another begins to break, and under those crimson tentacles, down that throat, secret and black still gurgles the oldest ocean where evil and beautiful, sluggish and blind and dumb, 
life breathes again, stretches its flesh and moves, now like a deep sea octopus, now like a flower, and does not know itself which to become. Christmas is the season when people do something special for their friends. In December 1956, Judith wrote a poem for me. It was titled Incarnation and signed With My Love, Judith Wright. She did not publish it. It was mine. And today, I'm sharing it with you. Incarnation Season of flowers rise and fall as their repeated hour is due, and seed and root and growth renew the circle that encloses all. Within that natural bond, time keeps the beat that feeds its own desire, the monstrous food of its own fire, the very wheel on which it weeps. And yet these flowery seasons bear the dying stars of time and earth that bless the dung of death and birth and touch us into love and fear. Above us tower the perfect skies, eternities the angels share, but nearer than those fields of air, these mortal faces bless our eyes. And there are men grow tall for God, and some shrink dry with power and lust, and some whom cried and time sent mad, but all men love because they must. The beauty made to glance and part to spring in hope and flower and pass they watch as in a looking-glass bright figures of the living heart. I hear the fountains at their praise, I see the pure and perfect light, too brilliant for my time-bound sight, too everlasting for my days. I wince and fail before that sun, not being made to bear the flame of the unknown, unspoken name that is too great to think upon. Yet flowers that wait your turning day, the sweet recurrence of your eyes has made me dream of one whose birth might clothe the very light in earth. The word earth's language strains to say, the source of fire in human clay, whom earth was made to realise. From Kathleen MacArthur and her poet friend Who saw an injustice and fought till it ended It's time, yeah, it's time for hope to return She was a wildflower woman Saving Australia one flower at a time She had fire in her heart And now she's a lit one in mine She was a wildflower woman Saving Australia one flower at a time She had fire in her heart Now she's a lit one in mine Yeah, she's a lit one in mine This podcast series was produced by the Sunshine Coast Council Heritage Library with the support of a strategic priority grant from the State Library of Queensland. This series was produced in 2022 and may not be reproduced for any commercial or non-commercial interest.